I'm Ben, and you're listening to the Sound Logic Podcast. This is Mike. Each episode, we discuss one of music's greatest albums from Rolling Stone Magazine's Top 500 list. Brought to you by two guys with no credentials. Okay, so how do you want to do this? Do you want to just go one by one, or we each well, list our um, top ten and just, just duke it out? <laughs> argue until we can come up with a, an actual top ten that we both agree on. <laughs> let's let's go one by one. Okay. Starting at 10? Uh yeah, yeah, let's start at 10. Let's start at 10. Let's okay. start at 10. Right. So I mean, 10 uh to refresh everyone's memory since we just talked about this sure. literally a couple days ago. Number 10 on the Rolling Stone top 500 album list is the Beatles White Album. Neither you nor I picked that at number 10, so no. that means some shuffling happened. And That's right. uh Somewhat interestingly enough, <laughs> although not if you've listened to the album so far that we have reviewed, we we both have the same album at number ten. Yeah, that's surprise, uh, surprise. Bob Dylan's Highway sixty one revisited. Yeah, uh, I, I, I of course I agree with you on your decision. <laughs> uh, I'm curious about your strategy here. I you know we both talked at great length about. The reason Highway 61 revisited is probably because of its historical impact and the the people it influenced and probably the genre-changing ability that it had at the moment that it was released. Did you think about any of the historical context as you're doing your re-ranking or what I did, and I'll admit this now, I guess. I just went through and said, of these 10 albums, what are the ones I most want to listen to right now. The first one that came to mind was what went in number one. The second one that I wanted to listen to in that moment went in number two. And so the, the bottom, uh, the bottom is the album. I had the least desire, you know, 10 albums in to go back and give another listen to. Okay. The ninth place is, is the one that I, you know, again, I, I really don't have much desire to go, back and listen to the number nine selection on my list. Right. Um, uh, so, so yeah, what was your thought process though? As, okay. you, as you re-ranked it? I did a, not quite like that, but some sort of combination of what I liked the most merged with what was historically and more, in the general populace would be deemed the greatest by, by the criteria Mm. that I, that I would think it would be um, categorized, you know, sales, popularity, influence, Mm -hmm. all those things from what I know of it. Obviously I'm not, I'm not in the, I'm I'm not a a writer, a critic, but from what I know of them, you kind of merge with how much I like them. So it was a a bit of a bit of, bit of a hybrid of what you did and of maybe what, what the people did with obviously a lot more research. So I, I kind of be, and when we get to my top out, my, what I put in number one is actually not my favorite, but I still felt like it should take the number one place. So that's where, that's where that came into place where I felt like there are at least one more album that I like more than that, but I felt like it still deserved the number one spot. Uh, so it wasn't just about what I like, although that did influence it. So that that's how that was my strategy yeah. in re-ranking them. A little bit of both. Yeah. I thought it wouldn't be, and I and I have no problem with the way you did it. But I thought maybe it wouldn't be totally fair to do just what I liked 
because there are certain things and we're going to, I mean, one album that I'm really excited to talk about um, and I, I haven't really enjoyed it, but it's one that I've seen is so iconic is uh, Velvet Underground's debut. And yep. it's one that, again, I, I'm struggling to get into. I'm liking it a little more than I did, but but it seems to have so much historical significance and influence and so many people just rave about it. Uh, and it's one that I never even heard before. So, you know, I, I want to take that into consideration that there's a lot of other things going on. And just because I don't like it doesn't necessarily mean it's not, quote, great. So anyways, yeah, that's yeah. me. Uh, no, that's helpful. I think that provides some context. So as we get, you know, as we go beyond the one that we did not like the most, <laughs> yeah, we might have a sense of why our lists differ. Um, and it's not necessarily just because of our personal preference, but but you've got some. And I think that there's one or two on this as we go that that I probably nudged up a little bit because of its historic significance as right. well. But but we'll get to that. So, uh, number nine on Rolling Stone's top 500 list was Blonde on Blonde by yep. Bob Dylan. Um, I kept it there yes, you at did. number nine. And, uh, but you did not. I did, I did not. And, and this is where I kind of took your method and what I liked the least. Uh, and that was, uh, I put uh, the Stones' Exile on Main Street. Um, I didn't. Uh, I didn't particularly enjoy it. I see the historical significance of it. I see that it's not a horrible album, but it's it's one that I just couldn't get into. It had way too many tracks, and uh, I didn't. Yeah. Uh, every other album on this list, I enjoy to a certain extent. Highway sixty one, I, I really didn't very much at all, other than maybe two tracks. And Exile had like three or four that I enjoyed and the rest, I just couldn't get into yeah. them. So I couldn't put it any higher than nine. Uh, so I'm really interested of Blonde on Blonde because I liked it a lot more than 61 Revisited. It was, it was, it was a good version of Bob Dylan for me. Mm-hmm. And you've put it down here with his other album. Yeah. Um, I think it says more about my craving for Dylan more than anything. Like I just don't have much of a desire to revisit that. And um, for me, my, my uh, choice was to put exile main street, just one higher at number eight. Okay. Uh, I had it that low for a lot of the same reasons you did, but I think, you know, if I was given a choice between the two Dylan albums or the Rolling Stones album, I'd probably put the stones one on first. Um, and I, I don't know, I, I'm realizing I must have a pretty strong bias against Dylan because I just <laughs> didn't like the Stones album all that much either. But um, but I think I feel like the Stones album um, at least feels like music that I don't find terribly offensive. It's not It's not all that interesting and it doesn't really draw me in and the album's way too long. Yeah. But there are tracks on both Blonde and Blonde and Highway 61 Revisited that I would just skip um, hmm. and and don't really find them uh, stuff that I even really want on in the background. Uh, so, so I think it's, it's subtle and, you know, probably depending on my mood, I could easily swap uh, these bottom three in any particular order. Um, mm-hmm. 
I think that there probably will be a time where I'll want in the, in the future, probably not even too far from now. Well, I want to go back to blonde on blonde and highway 61 revisited and say, were they really that bad? Was it really <laughs> stuff that I struggled to get through and, and give it another chance again? Right. Um, but for now, yeah, they're coming in at nine and 10 for me and, and number eight exile. Uh, you had a different album though at number eight. Uh, what'd you slot in there? I've and, got, oh, we should say uh, the Rolling Stone ranking has uh, London Calling at number eight. Right. So uh, I did not put London Calling, which means that we put we both put uh, London Calling higher. Uh, we'll find out where that is. Yeah. But um, I have put, uh, and this is one that obviously we both put higher because this was number 10 uh, on the Rolling Stones ranking, but I've put the Beatles' White Album at number eight. Yeah. I really like the Beatles. I think they are the best band ever. Uh, and I don't think too many people will put up a huge fight, even if they don't agree with you. Yeah. Uh, this is, is <laughs> an interesting album and not one that I really, really enjoyed all the way through. There are some incredible yeah. songs on this album. There are some yeah. songs that make no sense <laughs> and <laughs> I could totally do without yeah. if they never produced them. Um, yep. I don't, I know we talked about not getting too much into the, you know, the next 10, but um, I would swap this straight up with number 14 album, which is Abbey road, which is in my opinion, way better, possibly better than some of the other Beatles albums we've listened to even higher mm. on the list, but I don't, I don't want to do that, but um uh, I've been listening ahead. You know, we've already talked about the first 10. I've been listening ahead to the next few albums and, uh, I'm loving out Abbey road and, and the Beatles. I mean, it, listen, it was not a bad album, right? but it was not great. Like some of the other ones. Uh, I certainly enjoyed <laughs> it more than exile and more than highway 61, obviously. Uh, but there is some, albums outside of the top 10 that i'm listening to that i'm enjoying a lot more so um yeah if if i that makes sense if the rules permitted i would bump it out of the top 10 but that's not what we're doing this time and that's fine <laughs> we'll get and there. fascinating <laughs> that you liked that that second Dil dylan album obviously enough to rank it above the white yeah. album even though you've said the beatles are the, the greatest band of all time yes this well, album is incomplete or uh, maybe yeah. over overdone yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> enough and, for you to nudge it down below an artist you don't and like we talked you know, think about all that much for <laughs> we talked about, no I, I respect dylan but we talked about when we reviewed the white album that they were having a lot of interpersonal issues yeah and totally. i think that really is reflected on the album it is not mm -hmm. it does not flow and it doesn't feel like a cohesive band. No, no, it doesn't. And, and it wasn't. Um, and listen, they yeah. still made great music on that album. Uh, but, um, anyways, that, that's how I feel about that. Um, I want to, I want to move on cause there's something on my brain. I don't want to forget. We can come back to this, but <laughs> no, number seven on Rolling Stone was Exile on Main Street. So we both moved that yep. down, uh, my number seven is Blonde on Blonde. And I want to say something about Blonde on Blonde. Since we've moved past and we've reviewed all first 10 albums and I'm listening to the next albums, Blonde on Blonde is the first album 
since we started that I've gone back to and listened to again. What? The other day I was at work. I find that really hard to believe. <laughs> the other day at work, I was listening to new albums and I was like, you know what I want to listen to again? Blonde on Blonde. Wow. And I went back and I went back and listened to it. Now, there's other albums that I like more. But there's other yeah. albums that I've been listening to for years. Yeah. yeah. Revolver, Peppers, uh, you know, even some of the other albums that I'm, I'm familiar with some of the stuff I was like, I had a hankering for because so m- many of those songs are enjoyable to me. Mm-hmm. It's still Dylan and it's, he's not my favorite, but a lot of them I could really get into and bop along. So that's my number seven. What, what did you, wow. put, what did you, what did you put for number seven, Ben? Well, I have revolver at number seven, um, but mm-hmm. I will say <laughs> that five, six and seven, for me are uh, the white album, Sergeant Peppers and revolver. And I think I could put those three in any order. I, <laughs> I oh, primarily okay. sorted them in this order because when we did the Beatles white album review, uh, we talked about how we would rank the top four Beatles albums. And this is the oh, order right. I put them in. <laughs> oh. So, so my uh, my order, uh, if you remember from uh, just the last episode, was yeah. Rubber Stole, the White Album, Sgt. Pepper's, and Revolver. And so, when it huh. came time to re-rank the entire top ten, I was like, "Well, I can't go back on my word that I, <laughs> that I just said. I guess I got to figure this out." And so, um, yeah, well, it'll be interesting to see that how the the rest unfold, but but. Yeah. Right. I, okay. Uh, that's that's how it ended up for me. I I could make uh, Revolver my number five album without uh, any second thoughts and bump the White Album all the way down to seven. Um, I feel somewhat differently uh, about the White Album. I think because it's one of the first Beatles albums I really listened to, yep, and that's fair. the more the sillier, whimsical songs have been brought uh, some new life by Casper uh, Baby Pants. <laughs> I keep bringing up. He- um, he, has, I think he has come up more than almost any other artist uh, <laughs> well, in our I mean, reviews, and that's it's because of the Beatles. Because of the Beatles. Because of the Beatles. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but but yeah, I I think that there there's some new life in the uh, the White Album. Uh, it's both the nostalgia of g- digging into that one first, and what this other artist and his covers have done for my appreciation of that album. I agree that it. I, I, I'm starting to think of that album as um, sort of most bittersweet Beatles album because I I love the genius that's present there, and I also feel some deep sadness as sort of the beginning of the end. Um, yeah, and, but but yeah, that's and and Sergeant Pepper's. Um, I think that's the one that I had in looking at this list. I feel perhaps the most shame for bumping it as low as I did. Having those three at at five, six, seven, I think I'm I'm fine reshuffling them either way. But but Sergeant Pepper's might be the one that I would need to to nudge up maybe more than the other two. You feel no shame in bumping my favorite Beatles album to number seven? No, um, and part Aww. of that is <laughs> I think that the Revolver experimentation is done so much better on Sergeant Pepper's. Like it, I like that. I like okay. Revolver for its attempt at being different, but I think it was perfected at Sgt. Pepper's and I like rubber soul because that was the perfection of sort of that set Beatles sound. Um, 
Yep. Revolver is important that. as a yep. as a stepping stone, but I feel like it's done it's done better in in peppers. And um, and similar to yeah. you, uh, Revolver was the first album that I listened to uh, mm. for the Beatles, and it so, goes higher so, on your list. Yeah. Yes. So maybe that. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Well, what um, about you? I so I I jumped ahead there and went five, <laughs> six, seven. But uh, why don't you give us your? You've already given us seven. So what what was six okay. and five for you? So Rolling Stone put at number six uh, Marvin Gaye's "What's Going On." Uh, we haven't talked about that yet. So obviously we had that higher. I put London mm-hmm. Calling. Um, that was new to you when we tackled this. It was. List, it was. Right? It, it was too higher. It was. A lot of the sounds were familiar to me as we discussed you and i grew up listening to a lot of punk and ska so to hear those sounds um uh was was very familiar i enjoyed that um i other than london calling and a couple of those songs i don't see this having kind of the uh cultural influence as some of the Beatles stuff Mm. it has had major musical influence but in terms of the you know the average Joe to say hey how many songs do you know from London Calling or it's how many songs do you know from the White Album or Sgt. Pepper's uh right you know to go through them I I think it just maybe hasn't had quite as much reach but I really really did like it and I mean hey it got I bumped it up too yeah and (laughs) yeah not too bad it, London Calling for me, it was like, it wasn't the best, the best, the best, but it was really good and better than, I liked it more than I thought I would. Mm, okay. I guess actually I didn't really know what I, because I didn't listen to a lot of The Clash going up. That wasn't the punk that, or even post-punk that I listened to as a teen. Right. Um, you know, I wasn't I wasn't fortunate enough as Dustin was to have somebody kind of say, "Hey, you got to if you you like punk, you got to check this out." I didn't have that didn't happen for me. Um, yeah. So that just wasn't I wasn't as familiar. But uh, no, it was good. Um, yeah. So you had Peppers there, and then at number five, Rolling Stone has uh, Rubber Soul. Rolling Stone had Rubber Soul, and and we we both put that higher. We're going to get to that. Uh, I put pet sounds here. I bumped it down three. Um, and you had the white album, mm-hmm. uh, which you've already talked about. So pet sounds. Uh, I guess I have to justify why I bumped it down so low. I <laughs> I still think I struggle, other than the fact that this was the album that inspired Peppers as to why it was number two ever second greatest it's really 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 good i really really liked it i can see how well constructed it is i think the thing that holds me back here is again is the popularity factor Mm -hmm. that this was an album that flew under the radar that even to this day you know you'll know um you know god only knows and a couple others maybe but i don't know again that it says far reaching infiltrating uh so I, yeah. I bumped it down. I did, but I did really like it. Something that I have a hard time knowing what to do with is I think I hear Brian Wilson's uh, voice and, and even the, the rest of the band's sort of high falsetto and immediate think, immediately think of um, kind of listening to the oldie station with my dad. It right. sounds like another era. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and mm-hmm. and it's hard if I'm not in the right headspace. It's hard for me to appreciate the musical genius present there because it still has those little glimmers of the sort of surf rock, uh, you know, really really dated kind of sound. Right. Um, right. So I can get that. I, I get why you would bump it down. So num- uh, we're all the way up to number four. Number uh, four. So this is where Rolling Stone put Highway 61, which we both obviously majorly disagreed. I still listen. <laughs> other than other than the fact that Like a Rolling Stone is on this album, I cannot figure out why it's here. But anyways, maybe <laughs> maybe we need to come back to that at some point. Uh, I put um, Marvin Gaye's What's Going On at number four. What'd you have? Uh, I went with London Calling there. There's some nostalgia f- in it for me. I It's mm-hmm. uh, maybe besides the Beatles and Pet Sounds, I think it's the album I've listened to most of the top 10. I was surprised. I knew that it was way too long uh, when we got to it, but I was mm. surprised going through it again how many songs I really enjoyed. And unlike Exile on Main Street, where I could very easily cut away half the songs without any uh, hesitation, I, I found myself uh, really appreciating how many good tracks there were on on London Calling. I think Dustin's perspective reminded me of just how uh, genre stretching that album is too. It's it's not a punk album. It, it borrows uh, from a lot of different genres, and um, yeah, I, I really like it. Uh, cool. I was surprised in this re-ranking to see how much it kept nudging up. I think I sort of started with the top, put my couple, you know, top three and then went to the bottom and was like, okay, these are the song, These are those discs that I don't think I'll be upset if I never have to listen to again. And then right. <laughs> kind of filled in the middle and, uh, it kept nudging up and, and jumped over those three Beatles albums uh, right. that I just mentioned at, at five, six, seven. And, and I think there will probably be days where, I think that might be a mistake and, and might want to nudge one of those Beatles albums above it. But um, for right now, I really I really feel like it's worthy of number four. Right. Uh, so number three, uh, the Rolling Stone wait, wait, ranking wait, wait, wait. is... I want, uh, what, oh. I want to talk about my number four. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. You said <laughs> me, what it me, was me, and me, didn't me, say me, anything me. about it. <laughs> no, I did. I, uh, did you have a number uh, four album? <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's going on? Um, <laughs> uh I uh, I moved what's going on up, and um, I felt like it was very classic seventies R and B sound. And for for me, what really made me want to move it up was I felt that the message and the types of issues and the amount of issues that he went out really on a limb and tackled. Uh, was really a- ahead of his time, very bold, very brave. And I think those are issues that uh, some of them, like we talked about, you know, the ecology kind of, you know, um, yeah. mercy, mercy me. Um, about saving the planet like that. I mean, yeah, there was some Greenpeace and hippie stuff, but I don't think people were taking it seriously. And he really brought that to the forefront and so many other issues. And I think for that reason, uh, it's very, it's great. It's a great album and, uh, deserve to be higher. I still, for listenability, there's some that I like a little more, but again, I, you know, I, there's a, a large amount of people who would probably 
relate a lot more to what's going on than anything the Beatles did. And, mm-hmm. and they, I'm sure, would put it higher. So, um, yeah, no, I, I, I thought it deserved to be higher, but, but not too high. So, I think it was the album where we, uh, we felt perhaps the strongest that it, it stood the test of time better than any of the others. Like, it, it definitely in terms of its musical style and its lyrical relevance. Um, right. You know, we talked about uh, people like Justin Timberlake still trying to mimic some of the sounds found on that album and the, and the revel, revelance, uh, the relevance 40 <laughs> years later to have uh, some of these issues being talked about. And the fact that we kind of have a void needing people to talk about some of these things. Right. Um, yeah. We just finished watching uh, CNN's uh, decade uh, mini series on the first decade uh, of the two thousands. Okay. The, I've and heard someone that, call this the, uh, aught, the aughts. Yeah, I think they actually call it the 2000s, which oh. is problematic. But anyway, um, <laughs> the aughts. each each uh, each of these miniseries where they focus on a decade has, uh, you know, an episode or two on the political scene, an episode or two on technology, uh, an episode or two on television. And, uh, and maybe my favorite is the episode they do each time on music. And right. they talked about how in the wake of, 9-11 we got this like um two things happened either the songs became extremely patriotic and they held up a lot of country music that was being right yeah. created in that moment mm-hmm. or it became um totally disconnected from uh culture and they right. listed bands like uh jack johnson Nora jones and coldplay whose lyrics are just like kind of fun and, and don't have huh. any connection uh, to, to sort of life. Right. And, and their theory was in this documentary that in times of great stress, um, we either want to like hoist the flag and pretend that everything is great or just numb ourselves with like candy yeah. music that that's not offensive. And, mm. and, um, and I don't know how you get to that point of having the courage from artists like Marvin Gaye to step up and say, okay, in the midst of this patriotism nonsense and this, like, you know, let's just pretend that everything's fine. I'm going to write an album like what's going on. Um, so yeah, I, t- I totally agree with you. Great album four seems like a good, a good place for it. Uh, we'll see where I put it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Rolling Stone put Revolver at number three. You had it at number eight. I haven't got it in there yet. And then you and I, uh, looks like we both agreed on on the number three album. We did. Rubber Soul. Rubber Soul. I don't know that there's much we need to say since we both well, just think it needs to be at number three. <laughs> yeah. I, I uh, you know, uh, Rolling Stone put it at number five. We, again, I think it's obligation that they thought, oh, we can't. You know, we can't put too many Beatles albums all together. Well, why not? It's really good. And, and like, yeah. it, it, you know, have two people, have any two people listen to Rubber Soul and Highway 61 Revisited back to back. You know, and listen, influence is one thing, significance is one thing, but just listenability. I mean, come on. 
No one's going to yeah. go, oh, wow, 61 was so much more polished. You know, it was a bit, like, yeah. no one's going to say that. There are some people who just don't like the Beatles. Sure. And maybe yeah. enough of them won out. Yeah, there's that they, you know, we could fill one McDonald's with those people. But, um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. I, mean, I think there's a significant, come on, significant who doesn't number like the Beatles? Who, I, I've been surprised. How many people do you, hear how many people, people do you know? How many people have you met? Uh, I don't know that I can go back through my life and pull them all out. Because the, they're not there. You made it up. I remember uh, a friend saying the Beatles are the most overrated band ever. Uh, and his basis was basically like they they just stole from all kinds of different uh, musical genres and, and threw it all together. And we call that genius. Uh, not acknowledging where they where they borrow from. And I, I don't know. There's some truth to that. But I, I think it takes genius to... And everyone's borrowing from everyone, so yeah, I don't know. I have two questions about that conversation. Number one, was that me in my teens? No. Okay, good. No, it was not. It, was, it was more recent. Okay. Uh, and, oh, and my second question, uh, was it at a Christian ska punk concert? <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, I don't okay. think I've been to one of those since the 90s. Oh, okay. It was more um, recent. All right. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, then maybe a little more valid than I thought. And I'm glad it wasn't me. Maybe, <laughs> maybe a... a a, a troubling time in my teens where I might've said something really <laughs> foolish like that. Uh, okay. Um, but any, all, all that, you know, we don't need to give too much voice to the people who think the Beatles are overrated. Cause no. we both think that they're, they're wonderful. They're perfectly rated. And, they're perfectly uh, rated. <laughs> yeah. It, it is something I think to point out, uh, you know, you still have two Beatles albums that haven't been mentioned. So this is the third ranked, Beatles album for you. This is my top pick for Just, yeah uh, the Beatles. Uh, interesting that you know we can have it at the same spot and yet it falls in such a different order for the the Beatles albums. But yep. anyway, that's just a that's a preview. Interesting, a preview interesting to the next fact. Uh, the next five minutes. <laughs> that's right. Um, okay, number two was Pet Sounds yep. on the Rolling Stones list. Um, You've kept it there. Yeah, I, I mean, when they finally get something right, you just let them oh. <laughs> have it. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> I put uh, I put Revolver there. I bumped it up one rank higher. Revolver is my favorite Beatles album. It, we it, can go back to the tape and check it. Yep. Uh, <laughs> it is one of my favorite albums ever that I own. And uh, I will explain when we get there why I didn't put it in the number one spot. But um, I love it so much. And there's so many things I enjoy about it. And it was the precursor to one of the greatest albums of all time. Um, It was the, as you said, the stepping stone. And I totally agree with you. It absolutely was. And so, yeah, it's got to be a number two for me. Why Why is Pet Sounds number two for you? Why didn't you move it lower, and why didn't you move it higher? Um, I think it's number two for me for the reasons that you uh, named when we talked about it at number five. It's really well done, well, mm-hmm. well crafted. Um, I don't have the uh, – I probably have some nostalgia – about it. It was an album that I've been listening to for 
quite some time, um, probably half of my life. And it has some of the, I think some of the best songs of all time, uh, just in terms of how well they're crafted yeah. and uh, how well they hold up and the combination of musical genius and lyrical genius. I, I just think it deserves to stay in that number two spot. Um, I'm still trying to make sense of why pet sounds beats out all four Beatles albums. Uh, <laughs> but, hmm. but maybe that'll uh, be something I, I reflect on and, and rearrange when we add another 10 albums. I don't know. <laughs> well, you, you said that your, uh, your strategy was the ones that right. really you're just enjoying the most right now. And I think that yeah. if that's the way you're going to do it, then that's fair. And, and I think the impulse to put them on, like, I think I would, right. I would put pet sounds on, uh, over any of these Beatles albums, uh, at least at this moment, sure. there are probably days where that's not true. But sure. Yeah. Um, okay. Big drum roll. Is that good? <laughs> yeah, I guess if people are, are really gifted at keeping track in their head, they know what album we have left until the end. Um, right. So you have gone totally unoriginal and uh, – Yep. Just copied what Rolling Stone yep. has at number one. That's what I did. <laughs> I uh, I put peppers there. I'll uh, I'll I'll elaborate on that, and then you can you can elaborate on your pick, which which I really respect. Sure. Um, peppers, like I said, I like Revolver more than Sergeant Peppers personally. However, I totally understand why this is number one. It was way more successful. I think more people enjoy it and know it better. I think the songs have held up better. And as much as I enjoy Revolver more, and I, like I've said, I'm challenged more by it than Peppers, I can see why Peppers is ranked as the greatest album of all time for all of those reasons. And uh, I couldn't... Hmm. I wanted to put Revolver in the number one spot, but I couldn't justify it as being the greatest i think it's just a little more accessible than revolver so i wanted hmm. to just leave it there it's it's a great album it's one that can be listened to a lot and uh i think they're bang on questions comments concerns <laughs> uh, i'm trying to figure out um why, why i'm struggling to hear you say Revolver is my favorite album, but I can't put it in the top spot. And you, you've just articulated the reasons why. Well, but okay, I took I took to heart the name of the list. <laughs> I took to heart the name of the list: the greatest albums of all yeah. time. And greatest doesn't mean like if you had said, "Hey, re re rank your favorite." My favorite. Okay, well, that's a different list for me. My favorites. Yeah. Um, and may and maybe that's what you did, and that's cool. Like if the, those and you said I I the impulse to put them on the ones I enjoy the most. That's how you did your top 10. That's fine. That I did yeah. my top 10. I tried to be true to the name of the list, the greatest. And as we've discussed, the greatest yeah. means a lot of different things. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's why I put it there, even though it's not my favorite to listen to. Yeah. I think it deserves to be there. 
This this gets me to uh, a random thought I had today. Um, I was out playing disc golf with friends, but that's not really important. Uh, the thought I had in my head as we were wandering around uh, was, okay, so we keep referencing the fact that at some point we might take a break from this list and bring in albums uh, either that we really love or that we think should have been on right. this list. Yeah. And it made me think, is that the same thing? And I immediately started to think of uh, albums, not just because they came out, uh, you know, after 2012 and couldn't even have been considered, but but albums like um, I really think Nickel Creek's most recent album is one of the greatest things ever created. Oh wow! But it doesn't it doesn't fit with the genre of the top 500 hmm. Rolling Stone ranking, and so. You know, there is. I, I guess I, in that very simple, random rabbit trail mind thought that I had, I, I guess I do find some empathy there, because it it, it showed me in that <laughs> very brief moment this afternoon that there is something different about, uh, you know, <clears throat> the context of this list that and how it was created than just my favorite uh, albums of all time. Right. Um, and maybe maybe I'm sort of saying I probably wouldn't have been a good candidate to be weighing in on the top <laughs> 500 album list because I don't, I don't think I operate that way. I, I wouldn't want to stay with the parameters. I would really say, you know, I get the, this album brings me the most joy. I want it to be number one right. um, rather, than, rather than caring about what, <laughs> what other people might think. Um, there, are others, there are others like that too. Um, the Blue Rodeo album... Uh, five days in july i always get the title confused because there's a song on it called five days in may and i and i might have those reversed it might be the album's called five days in may but the song is called five days in july but no i think i have it right the, the song is the song is five days in may and the album's five days in july sure five days in july one what of my favorite album. albums uh is it is it the greatest album um of all time no does it deserve to be on Rolling Stones top 500 albums probably not. Uh does it bring me more joy than probably 90% of the albums on this list? Absolutely. Yeah. And so, you know, uh, then I'm stuck with you know, what does that all mean? Uh and and yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> all that to say, I guess I I understand why you have Peppers at number 1 and Revolver at number 2. I think this also lends to how you and I think and what our worldview is and and it how you and i grew up respectively i grew up and the way i've thought most of my life is very i've tried to be very objective i i think i grew up you know we both grew up in a in a in a religious context in a christian context a little more conservative uh at least at, at a younger age and i think i've through most of my life been a uh, a little on the legalistic side these are the rules you got to follow the rules yeah. no matter what you feel. Um, I hated breaking the rules. I hated when I was with friends and they wanted to do something that was against the rules or breaking the rules. It always made me anxious. And I've just it's just kind of in my DNA. And I'm getting over it a bit. Um, I still don't like breaking <laughs> the rules, but uh, that's why I, I, I had a hard time putting my favorite uh, – because I felt it was breaking the rules, uh, putting my favorite at number one. 
Wow. Uh, and I think that's part of it. That is so insightful. Now, <laughs> when I think about you, when, uh, when you got married, and I had the honor of giving a speech at your wedding, uh, and I've done this for some of my friends, I try to pick a word uh, that describes them. And the word I believe I, I used to describe you, and you can fact check me on this, I believe the word was enthusiasm. Because when I think about you, whether we're doing this, whether you're doing your peace and justice work on a day-to-day -day basis, you're playing disc golf, everything you do is 100% with enthusiasm and with feeling <laughs> and based on your passion, okay? And that's how you rank this list. Um, and, you know, uh, correct me if I'm off base on that, but I think that the way we did our top 10 ranking really reflects kind of the way we view life and the way we live our lives. So, uh, so there you go. Words, philosophical words, uh, from Mike. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh that's beautiful. I, uh, so now I need to like give you a hug or something like that. I, oh. I feel very similar to how I felt when you gave me the oh, best man speech. Oh, that was sweet. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. That I hadn't really considered that. Well, I, just but, as we were um, talking about it, I, think I was thinking about it, you know, and, and yeah, yeah. I, uh, that's the way I am. Um, I've, I, I've always been, you know, a by, by the book, maybe, you know, certainly I'm sure times to a fault um, that uh, there are times when you need to bend the rules a bit. You need to break from what's right. It's, it's like, it's like when I'm dealing with my, my nine-year-old, you know, he really struggled in the past few years with telling someone the truth if it was hurtful, okay? Mm. Well, why'd you say that? Well, because it's the truth. That's what I feel, you know? Right. Um, yeah, but there was, it, was, it was really, you know, like, uh, it was really mean, you know? He said, well, I didn't mean it to be mean. I, you asked me a question. I answered honestly. Okay. So right. how do we explain this to a child? He's done exactly what we told him to do. We told him not to lie and to tell the truth. He was asked a question. And he gave an honest answer. And now he's being scolded for it. So how do we explain that? Mm -hmm. Well, sometimes the most honest thing might not be the kindest thing. And we need to think of something else to say that would be not misleading and not you know, a, an, an immoral thing to say, but maybe is not hurtful. So I, I understand that. Yeah. I understand yeah, that well, struggle because we, even in my day-to-day -day life, sometimes I have to think yeah. hmm, the thing I'm going to say or do, it might be truthful and it might be right, but it might not be the wisest or the best or the kindest thing to do right now. I still struggle with that from time to time. Right. Yeah. One, I think that's probably why uh, we appreciated each other growing up. There was something in the balance that that our that our two personalities bring, and pro probably why we ended up marrying people like <laughs> oh no, <laughs> uh, like each other. Oh no, you're uh, uh, you're bang on. I mean, on I that think, too. <laughs> <laughs> this has become a very different episode. Yeah, like this <laughs> the bromance edition. Um, yeah, so the, a couple of thoughts came to my head as you were saying all that. I. Uh, I was on a pastoral team in my first position out of seminary and <laughs> we did like one of those strengths finder quizzes to kind of understand how we work together as a team. And 
I, I ended up coming out as like the, uh, I don't even know what the number was or what the specific identity was, but it was like the relational person who wants to get everyone out to have fun. They're, they're all like, like struggling to, um, you know, get the job done. And I'm like, Hey everyone, chin up. And, uh, uh, it's a really valuable part of a team, but often can, can seem like someone's leading with passion instead of with, with, right. with facts. And, uh, and my partner calls me out on that frequently. Like she's like, we, we can't go out for ice cream if we don't have money to go out for ice cream. Like you're not thinking this through. You know? And I'm like, let's go. Everyone. Yeah. But we'll all be happy if we and, go. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, why would I want to put blonde on blonde any higher than that if I don't want to listen to it right now? You know, it's just that impulsive, right in the moment kind of uh, kind of react knee jerk reaction to to whatever is going on. Um, wow, we are getting this is more work than I've done with my spiritual director. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, if it doesn't work out, then uh, I'll put my resume in for that job. <laughs> Um, <laughs> oh, I love my spiritual director, and if she's listening, uh, please don't be offended by that. I better cut that uh, off. And, and I wanted to backtrack a bit too, because I don't want if, if for the for the one or two people who might listen to this, I don't want them to think that uh, you were an impulsive rule breaker growing up because certainly you you yeah you were no, not because i wasn't i was a fairly timid child but not <laughs> that being said <laughs> but i think my decision making process was one that was more based on feeling and emotion than than you know what was sure. out there factually and and i was uh i think it manifested more as i got older but but maybe certainly as i look back i don't know if if you would see it in hindsight but i i see more of my um nervous and anxious tendencies when i look back at my childhood i whereas i didn't i couldn't put a name to them at the time i can look back at many different situations and say oh yeah like oh i was you know i was struggling with this or that or this is why i didn't want to do that this is why i didn't fit into this group as well or this is why I didn't excel at this thing when other people did because I, I was feeling more inhibited. But it, again, it's much of that has come from a desire to, to do the right thing, to, to make the right choice. Yep. Some of that has come out of a, a, a Christian upbringing that, you know, you need to figure out what's right and you need to do that every time. And that's not necessarily yeah. something that, that I still feel all the time, every time. Because I think there are times when uh, the rules change a bit, and what was right—well, this happens in society. What was right ten years ago, twenty years ago, totally. fifty years ago isn't right anymore, mm-hmm. and vice versa. And that happens even on a micro level in our own lives. So, uh, so there you have it. So that's yeah. that's how we created our top ten. I haven't even said my number one yet. <laughs> Thanks for joining everybody. Uh, we'll see you now. What are we talking about next time? <laughs> uh, and That's okay. Funny. So uh, that, that was all a test. And uh, now we get the big reveal. Yes. You have a, you have a number one. Let's hear it. <laughs> you do have, you picked a number one, right? <laughs> wow. Yeah. But I'm reevaluating all my choices in life <laughs> no, now. Don't do that. And, uh, do you want to hear something? No, no, I'm not going to. No, actually, I, I'm not going to. Uh, I've just decided that's yeah. a bad decision. Anyway, go on. 
I can I can see uh, so Marvin Gaye's "What's Going right. On" is my number one choice, and I think I have it at number one for the same reason you bumped "Blonde on Blonde" uh, mm. as high as you did. It, it's it's not only the first album I wanted to go back to, but I have listened to it five or six times since we've recorded. Oh wow, huh. that episode, and it just keeps feeling important and relevant i i also just returned from uh a trip to the u.s yes. mexico border and uh, <laughs> and my work is based in cultural injustice and and trying to create space for reimagining what the world can be and there was so, just something maybe part of it too was that my expectations for that album in particular were were fairly low i didn't really know what i was getting into and it just struck a deep chord in me um that I wasn't anticipating or wasn't expecting uh, combining all that with the sort of lyrical content and sound that doesn't, doesn't sound like it was written, you know, 40 years ago. Uh, all that just felt like an easy no brainer mm. to put it at number one. I think uh, this would have been a very different ranking had we ranked these before. Oh, wow. We had oh, that's to interesting. <laughs> Partially because we hadn't, we, we wouldn't have heard Ooh. some of them, you know. We were both brand new yeah. to what's going on, and uh, and and to the I think both Dylan albums and to Exile on Main Street. But you know, I, I it probably would have been seven, eight, or nine, probably, and uh, you know, it, it jumped over all of them and became my top choice. Uh, I think primarily because of how much I have felt tied to it or connected to it since we recorded that episode weeks ago. Um, it was also, I think, uh, you know, it was a just one of my favorite episodes to edit together. Uh, you know, our words blended with uh, Donna's words. You know, Reverend King grew mm-hmm. up with that album, and and I don't think that's that hasn't been the case for any of our other special guests. Uh, they're all just right. fans, like we are, uh, looking back tr- retrospectively. Um, so perhaps her voice has also been one that that is enhance that album in a way that, you know, maybe if we had listened to, um, the white album with, uh, someone who, you know, grew up with the Beatles, perhaps it would have taken the first ranking on my list. I don't know, but we'll see if that, if that trend continues. Yeah, I, um, I'm not surprised at all that you've picked this and it aligns itself so closely with what you do day to day and the space that you live in, in terms of, yeah. uh, the, the, the things that you're discussing and working on, you know, whether you're holding events, meeting with people or planning or, or just, and don't take this wrong, or just thinking because a lot, a lot of what you do is with other people thinking and discussing sure. about ideas. How do, how do we live in this world with so many injustices, so many different groups? How do we reconcile them within our community? Um, you know, that is this whole album. That's what the whole album is. It's, <laughs> Every song is is right. touching on a relevant issue in the space that you work every day. So I think, you know, for right now, um, and probably you know within a, you'll probably be doing this type of work for a while. Um, I don't want to say forever, but you know, I think you've settled into a a niche there that you're really good at and you enjoy. So. I think it makes perfect sense that you put it there. It's definitely, Hey, it's definitely a great album and I enjoyed it a lot. So I know I got no problems with the, right. With the musical, with the lyric, the lyrical content. And yeah, 
that makes i'm not surprised at all that you put that there and i think it's really cool that you did and my uh joyful uh, impulsive personality will put something different sure. there tomorrow so so every no worries every week uh, you can give us a different re-ranking of the top 10 whereas mine will probably never change <laughs> you, you I did, you'd have to and you'll be troubled with the idea yes. of even bumping one from the next 10 you, up you'd have to write me a paper a, a 20 page dissertation on why i should change one ranking <laughs> and then i'll consider it <laughs> uh, so um i want to just a couple things in summary uh, you and I agreed on two rankings. We both put Highway 61 at number 10 and Rubber Soul at number three. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mm-hmm. agreed with Rolling Stone on two occasions. You put Pet Sounds at number two and Blonde on Blonde at number nine. And I agreed with Rolling Stone on only one occasion, and that was a number one spot, Sergeant Pepper. So that's kind of how we... Yeah. We really did quite a reshuffle, and our rankings uh, between the two of us were fairly different other than those those two. And you put the Beatles a lot lower uh, as a group than, than I did, except for the White Album, which I put quite low because yeah. uh, it was just weird. But um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so yeah. that's that's how that all shook down. And then I guess the other question we taught, I don't know. Well, I mean, I'm not in a rush to go anywhere. I don't know about you, but... Uh, uh, what albums would you want to totally boot from the top 10? That's a great question. Uh, also, uh, and I don't know which one we want to tackle first, but has talking through it out loud made you want to reshuffle anything? Uh, or do you feel pretty good about those 10? Let me just think about that. I feel like I deserve to listen. I, I should listen to London Calling a little more. I feel like I might move London Calling up one more and that would bump down Hmm. that would bump either pet sounds or what's going on but but i i feel like i it was a long album okay uh Mm -hmm. and i feel like i moved on from it quickly not not because i didn't like it but just i just moved i just didn't feel so maybe i need to give it another chance if uh, maybe that means i would put it even lower but um no i feel pretty good about it i listen like we've discussed you know you could shuffle a lot of these around and probably still like if they had done the top 10 a little differently it i don't think it would make a ton of difference you know like if you had swapped if you had swapped revolver and rubber soul three and five is there going to be much argument no i don't think so well the one the one that stands out for me, I think, is uh, is Sergeant Pepper's because it's been the longest since we listened to it. You were still able to hold it up there at number one. I've got it all the way down at yeah. number six, and it's the third uh, Beatles album on my list. I'm wondering if that's hmm, just time that I don't remember. <laughs> you know, now ten weeks later, I don't remember how good that actually was, <laughs> uh, and. And I think I, I felt as we went through this list with a few exceptions, the Dylan albums and the Stones album, I'd get to the end of listening to a, an album and be like, wow, that's so great. That could be at number one. Um, and maybe it's just that, you know, I need to go back and, and give Sergeant Peppers a listen to remember just how great it actually is. Um, it's probably the one that, you know, 
if I was forced to to do some rearranging in this moment, I'd probably bump it up a spot or two, maybe even. I might even go above London Calling. But um, but yeah, as I said earlier, I guess the the Beatles albums, those three and five, six, seven, I I could have probably put in any order. I've been fairly happy with that. And you're right. This is we're talking top ten here. We really probably uh, can't be too nitpicky about this because. Uh, it's going to get just a oh, whole geez. lot harder from this point on. Um, <laughs> so you, so would, so would you shuffle it? Would after talking through it, you're, you're no, comfortable I think with I'm, it. I'm yeah. pretty content. I think we'll I think talk I'm again tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to take a guess that that you would take five albums off of the top ten. Uh, at least three. Uh, I, I yeah, three. I take three off. So blonde on blonde on blonde is the yeah, one that's, on there. Uh, where that I, line I think, might. I, I, well, really, it's it's I compelled Dylan, you that much. Here's the thing. Interesting. And we've talked about this. I think there are some albums on this list because of the artist, and not because of the album. Mm-hmm. And I think Dylan is one of those that, because of who he is and how long he's been around, and where he he kind of the influence he had and where he was that's why they've put albums there and i think sometimes they went okay which dylan which okay we should probably put two dylan albums in the top 10 okay which one are they going to be you know uh, i i don't i you know yeah, i right i almost see that that could have happened i probably didn't but maybe it did that they were like okay well we got to put guys you know we're rolling so we got to put dylan there um so which albums do you want yeah. you know uh and I would leave Blonde on Blonde in the top 10 because of that. I think Dylan should be represented there. And I think this is really classic Dylan. And and the album itself is is much more polished than Highway 61. And it, it does sound a lot better. And you could – I mean, there's some really good albums in the next 10. So you could, you could probably convince me to bump it uh, a few more spots. But um, – the three that we did have a really great time with Chris. Uh, maybe I need to go back and re-listen to uh, that episode now. Well, or, or just just put the album on album again. You know, if, put, <laughs> put the album on again because I think it it just the songs that even if he isn't always singing a great melody, I can hear a great melody. Uh, the the songs mm. are very melodic, uh, and the musicianship is so much better. The the players he had with him, so so, uh, just just better utilized than on the other uh, yeah. on the sixty one Highway sixty one album. Uh, lots of great musicianship there, and 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 really great music. Um, I, I really, it's a lot of fun. It's a fun album, and uh, yeah, I I would leave it up there. Hmm. I would leave it there. Um, yeah, I would move. Should, do you want me to talk about them now? The ones I'd move off? I was just assuming it's your bottom three, but is that not the case? Yeah, that's the case. <laughs> yeah, I'd... Uh, <laughs> if I'd not, take... we've got a real problem. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, that would be a problem. No. Um, uh, yeah, the White Album, Exile Main Street, and Highway 61 Revisited. Uh, the White Album, more because there's another Beatle al- Beatles album that comes up shortly that I think is a lot better Mm. Um, and exile and highway 61, because I didn't think they were 
very good. The the Beatles album, I think, if Abbey Road didn't exist, I might still leave it here. But Abbey Road uh, does exist and is a lot better, I think. Um, and then I, you know, uh, I'm thinking of two albums specifically that I would put on here to replace Exile on Highway 61. But maybe I'll I'll save that to later. But there's two albums that not only because of how much I like them, but how significant they are, I think should be up here. How many albums would you bump off the top 10? I think it's going to take some time to figure that out. Um, Right now. I, I think there are three, at least, at least one, three. (laughs) I think there are three. I I think the two Dylan albums and the, the stones album, I'd be very surprised if they survived the next 10. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and but i but i really like the the top seven all of them are you know and if if i use my witness test they're all albums that i would put on right now and and really enjoy right um mm. so and uh, and then just looking at the next 10 uh with maybe the exception of abbey road uh well it's been a while since i've listened to thriller um, but I, I'm not really seeing, uh, you know, five or six albums that I think are going to creep up into the top 10 for me. So, so I think it's probably safe to say that at least in the next, in the next 10 albums, I'll lose three. And, and interesting that for me, the two albums that I would bump up to the top 10, they're not in the next 10. Yeah, that is <laughs> interesting. Wh- yeah, and one of them isn't one of them isn't till the forties. So obviously, <laughs> a, a major a major upset. There's uh, going to be some shaking I, up. I, oh man, I, and and that's where I think um, as we continue on this project, uh, for me personally, I think I'm I need to go back to the original article, and I'm sure they give maybe not on every album, but give some insight as to why they chose it. Oh, every album. They do, eh? Yeah. I mean, is, I think I shared with you, you know, as we've been listening ahead, I shared with you the paragraph for Velvet Underground. And it didn't yeah. seem to change yeah, yeah, your yeah. mind and at all. <laughs> so well, uh, whether or not it's uh, it going to help you, it will it could at least provide some perspective. Yeah, I think, and, and it does, right? And that's where, you know, if I'm making an argument that, you know, for example, the number... 43 album should be in the top 10 i there at least needs to be needs to be voiced the counter argument which is why they decided to put it there sure at 43 right so you know i think if we're arguing that it should move you know one or two spots well then it doesn't really matter what the original reasoning sure. was to put it sure. there but if we're saying that it's got to move 10 20 30 40 spots then we should probably at least uh let the authors of the list kind of have their say yeah. <laughs> by, by saying what that was. So, yeah. Hmm. Um, but you know, there's some, as we look forward to the next 10, there's a few that I'm familiar with. And, uh, I think again, we're still, still going to be some dynamite, uh, some dynamite tracks, some dynamite albums. I think so. I'm, I think the hardest part for me is to be patient for the the stuff I'm really looking forward to and to remind <laughs> yeah. myself that there's probably going to be more albums like what's going on that will just completely catch me by surprise and 
and really blowing right. me away. Um, yeah, it's been fun so far. There are a few albums in the next 10 that I'm really struggling with already. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, yeah. It'll be fun. Well, well, we did it. We did 10. Eh? We didn't know if we we didn't know if we get through 4. Um uh, we did 10. Yeah. Feels um, good. Feels great. I feel, <laughs> I feel like I feel like a new person. We did 10 and now with this being a weekend episode it's taken us 11 weeks. So for every 10 albums, we have to add another week of time, which means yeah. we've just added 50 weeks to the length of time that it's going to take to get through this list. That's another <laughs> year. You and I get to chat about this. That's a great thing. We're going to be doing this past the time when the internet is still a thing. <laughs> it, well, it'll, it'll just be integrated into our, uh, into our, bodies at that point yeah that's true people will subscribe to our subconscious and then they don't have to hear us ramble along cool. just... <laughs> <laughs> that's some that's some ma- the matrix level stuff yeah <laughs> Ooh, do we get to talk about that uh probably not <laughs> probably not. there's no there's no white zombie on the on the top 500 is there i don't think so anything else for the top 10. <laughs> I think we need some more. <laughs> what have we not talked about? you need one more? <laughs> I think we need one more. We'll get one more. Uh, uh, so what we got coming up next? Good question. <clears throat> uh, we're going to talk about a, an album and not a bunch of albums right and that album is number 11 and it's our first compilation album yeah it's uh yeah <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's uh yeah it's it's it uh, we don't want to talk about it too much but it's going to be elvis presley's the sun sessions which was yeah. released in 76 but was a bunch was a bunch of tracks from his first few albums in, with uh, Sun Studios or Sun Records recorded in the late 50s so uh, that's coming up amazing and we hope that you'll join us to find out too thanks for listening if you like what you hear subscribe on your favorite podcast app and write a review send us a message at our Facebook page on Instagram or through our SoundLogic Podcast Twitter feed. Thanks for listening.